Welcome to 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born in 1988. We got a little movie conversation for 1991. Obviously, I mean, you saw it with the title and everything, and we're going to be talking about My Girl today. I know that this was, you said, your first time watching this movie as a whole, though, right? To my memory, yes. Mm -hmm. I had seen... There were like different scenes where I was like, oh, that's familiar. And I don't know if mm. it was just seeing like little clips on different, like I love the 90s shows or something like that. Mm. But as a whole, this was my first time actually sitting down and watching it. Okay. You'll hear yeah. somebody who grew up with it like you did. And I believe you you really enjoyed this movie, right? This was one, like one of yeah, your tops. Yeah, I feel like, we're like turning the tables because we just did you know teenage mutant ninja turtles where it was the same thing basically and now we're on this movie and i wouldn't say this movie was as life-changing or as influential as the turtles was for you i just know that this was a movie growing up that was something my sister really loved Mm -hmm. and so obviously you know she had the movie she had the the book from it because they wrote like a book version like adapted from the movie type thing you know how they do those okay yeah because the movie was like november i think right Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i didn't look into when the book was released but i know we had both and like i said my sister was a huge fan of it so obviously i would i was too really too young at in 91 to comprehend the scale of what the movie was sort of exploring, but I do have memories of just, you know, watching that movie and, and kind of the the characters and the actors and, and all of that, that I just, and I remember the bee scene just being, making me kind of afraid of bees. And I think a lot of people became afraid of bees after that point because of that whole scene that went down. Yeah, spoiler alerts. <laughs> so that's actually really interesting because i honestly thought i knew what i knew what happened Mm -hmm. i think i'd gone to rent it one time because i kept on seeing it being rented at blockbuster i was like what is this movie (laughs) what is this like i was curious on it and my mom stopped me and she was like that is a very emotional and sad movie i don't think it's the right time for you to watch it um just from what i was going through at the time and everything i was like oh how old do you think you were so this this was when we were working at blockbuster so i was late teens okay and so it was but that was just a time where my mental health wasn't Mm -hmm. in the best spot Mm -hmm. and so she's like she had recommended that i not watch it because of the trauma that they go through and everything but i for some reason thought that it was that he had cancer or something okay so i'm like sitting there watching this entire movie going okay so when is he going through chemo like what's going on <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious so 
I I was very surprised by that scene. Mm. But I have known so many people in my life who are allergic to bees. Okay. Yeah. And so I immediately when they when he went back and they were showing it, I was like, oh shit. Mm. Okay. That's what's gonna get him and everything. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of foreshadowing in the movie <clears throat> that I picked up on rewatching it. Oh, but yeah. I feel like as a kid watching the movie, you don't really pick up on all those clues and you don't, I don't feel like it makes you as emotional. Like, obviously, I rewatched it and I was crying, even though I knew what was happening. I don't know, it just hit me a different way. <clears throat> but I don't think as like a younger kid, you would watch it and, and get that same sort of reaction you know like i don't feel like you would actually comprehend what's going on in a, in that same way i could definitely see that i know that there were some movies that i watched as a kid that dealt in death i did comprehend it mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones i can think of one of my all-time favorite animated movies the lion king <laughs> that death scene definitely like understood how it was and everything but that's almost different though because there were animals involved and i feel like especially me and you were big animal lovers and growing up as kids with animals like type of thing you would sort of become attached to it versus like a kid that you don't know and it's sort of just it happens like you don't really see the death or anything mm -hmm. like that it just sort of okay he died from the beast and you're just like oh that sucks for her like uh, yeah. that's that's sad but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is very true. I especially, I cry anytime an animal gets killed, and usually I mm -hmm. will stop watching the movie. Um, exactly. And it'll, take me, it'll take me a while to even get back to that, but when somebody, when like a person dies, I'm like, yeah, all right, they, yeah. <laughs> they probably deserve it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Not trying to be all cynical or anything. Back to no. my girl. This was different for me seeing Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. And... I loved her. Did you love her? I did. I... So, I had just been watching a behind-the-horror movie scene, oh. like, on Netflix, mm -hmm. where they were talking about Halloween. And so, I was seeing the different behind-the-scenes stuff for Halloween, and then... Like, literally the next day is when I was I watched My Girl. And, okay, first, it's still really weird seeing her with longer hair. Mm-hmm. Even though that's how she is in Halloween, but I'm so used to, like, Freaky Friday, the right. later Halloweens, all with the short hair. I guess with the exception of the last two, but the long hair was mm -hmm. really different but i really did like her character in it yeah i liked how she kind of became a big sister mom figure for the the main girl mm -hmm. and you knew as soon as you knew as soon as like macaulay culkin's character reached in the cookie jar and pulled out the money the the girl's eyes right. were like mm -hmm. and you're like she's gonna fucking steal the money oh, from yeah. her yeah. I was expecting like a little bit of either like a bigger blow up from Jamie Lee's Curtis character or a stern talking to. I did like how it was done though. Yeah. Once 
Vara's character. Veda. Admitted. Veda? Veda. Vara. Veda. <laughs> Veda. Like that, uh, watching a movie once, I get characters' names. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Horrible with that. But it was interesting to see that and see how that was set up. And then uh, the dad. Seeing the dad in that. I was Dan, like, yes. yes, I love him. He's such a great actor. He is. I was reading, they actually had a lot of different people that they were looking at for both the dad and Macaulay Culkin's character. Mm-hmm. They were going between him and Elijah Wood. Because mm. Home Alone had just come out and they didn't think that draws much of a crowd because... They didn't think that parents would want to bring their kids to go see a movie where their favorite actor dies. And his dad was like, no, he's going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to read well, up they, on that. They paid him a million dollars to be in that. Like they, after the success of Home Alone, they did a whole, whatever, however they work into that business, like a contract or whatever, like they agreed upon giving him a higher pay, even though he was just a small supporting role. He wasn't like a main character as much as, I mean, he was a little bit of a main character, but he didn't have a lot of scenes. Yeah. So um, that's kind of interesting to know that he came off of that and was able to kind of jump into this role. I don't know. I I, I thought the cast as a whole was really good. I, and I kind of really liked the, the 70s aesthetic that it was set in. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that that was kind of a neat place to, which I, I read that it was filmed in Orlando, oh, which yeah. was really cool. I'm like, wait, that yeah. is so awesome. I love that. Yeah, because there's a couple of scenes where... Like, if you go onto IMDb, people like to post, like, the spoofs or Mm -hmm. the things that don't add up. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of scenes where you can see palm trees in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was definitely interesting. I I saw it was in Florida. I didn't see that it was actually in the Orlando area and everything, but... Well, they said that they filmed like on a sound stage in Orlando, mm-hmm. but like the exterior of the house was in Bartow, Florida. Okay, so that's they, what yeah. yeah. Which makes sense with the palm trees and shit. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So what's your take on her so okay, so just Veda's character in general. What was your initial impression of her? My initial impression was probably I think I was a little annoyed with her at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very much like the whole, almost like a hypochondriac she, type. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like really a bit annoying to me, I guess. But I also kind of related to her. Mm, okay. Being more of a tomboy looking on the outside, not really fitting in with the other girls. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she didn't fit in with them so much as how she quoted it, which I love the quote was, I only surround myself with people that I find intellectually stimulating, which I thought is for her, for a kid of that age is genius. Uh, Yes, girl, don't put yourself down into those, you know, other spots with those kids that just are not bringing you up. Yes, 
But then when you look at who she, I mean, besides Thomas J. Macaulay Culkin's character, <laughs> the other boys that she would like at the beginning that she was like showing the the funeral home to mm-hmm. and everything, those weren't ones that were stimulating character or anything like that. Well, was... I don't know that she actually ever hangs out with them. I think she just gets money from them because she's smart yeah. and she's she's using her her life to to get you know money. Yeah, but I definitely found her character to be super just annoying, and she was almost like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of a bully to Thomas J, I felt like. I thought so, too. I was like, okay, this is really hard to watch, because mm-hmm. I guess in a sense, like, I relate to both her and Thomas J. Kind mm-hmm. of Thomas J's like... The quiet, like wanting yeah. to have friends and go along with things, but then also Veda for her just being more kind of into the not so girly things and mm-hmm. everything. But her her bullying of Thomas, I was just like, girl, what are you doing? This guy is giving you attention and everything, and you're being a bitch to him. And I almost wonder if a big part of that, which is why I like Shelly, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis coming in and being that sort of female role model is that she didn't grow up with any female, really. I mean, her grandma has Alzheimer's, so didn't really get anything from her. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that she would be more of that tomboy, not really feel super girlish or anything because she didn't have that and then jamie's character comes in and she gives her kind of a makeover and makes her feel a little pretty and now she's like look at me and almost sort of has a 180 viewpoint on things yeah like i said i i really did like jamie lee characters jamie lee's character gosh that's enough (laughs) it is (laughs) but i i really did like her character and that she too was one that stood up for herself Mm. and wasn't just the quiet female background or anything like that. All in all, it was a decent movie. (laughs) Decent movie, she said. Decent movie. Out of five stars, what would you give it? (laughs) You're going to probably hit me for this. Probably like a two and a half. It's one that it's not my genre that I gravitate to. Right. But... It's not one that I was like, oh my gosh, is this over? Like, I... Yeah. I did enjoy watching it. Will I watch it again? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend it to people, but it's not one that... I, so it's not one that I'm going to be like, oh my God, don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a mutual one mm-hmm. for me. I'll be honest. I preferred it to Over Home Alone. Oh, there you go. Hey. Won you over on something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty successful movie when it came out. It was, I believe, number two. You mm-hmm. know, it made over a hundred million. So, I mean, it did really well. I mean, and to the point where they tried to do a sequel, which wasn't as successful. I've never seen it, so I, I don't know anything about it. But I've heard it's not. It's not anything that lives up to the original. So it's kind yeah. of just a, a dud in a sense. But you know, they did try to work with what they had and you know give 
fans that love the original something more to go off of with the characters. And I am curious in the sequel if if Veda sort of transforms any and if her character is maybe less hypochondriac, Mm. you know, like, is that improved at all? Or, you know, in that whole, I mean, did you ever have like a a crush on one of your teachers in school? I was just about to ask you that too. I was waiting for a second. I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her this. Honestly, no. Mm-hmm. So with how my school was in like elementary school, there was we didn't have a male teacher oh, okay. until the fourth grade. Mm. There was our principal and then our PE teacher and then our, one of our fourth grade teachers mm. was male. Okay. But that was all of the males in my elementary school. As I got into middle school and high school, obviously I had more variety. Were there some that were decent to the eye and everything like in high school and stuff? <laughs> sure, but I never had a crush on them. It was it was more that they were they were younger, they were a little bit more easy to talk to right. and had more of a adult type relationship in that could talk to them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a little schoolgirl crush or anything. Yeah. There really wasn't any. So maybe that's why, like, that part, like, I I kind of don't understand. Yeah. That with her. Yeah. What about you? Did you ever have? I don't think I ever had, like, a crush, like you said. But I do know that there was, in my elementary school, we had a, a male PE teacher. So I was there for kindergarten through second. And I know that he was, like, my favorite. And... Mm-hmm. Even my mom will vouch that he was definitely good looking. So like he was, you know, he and he was super nice, like so great to the kids. You know, he's one of those very just just one of those teachers that really enjoyed his job. So I definitely remember really enjoying being in his presence, but not in a way like Veda's character was where like, I'm going to get married to him. You know, like, no, that I had I had my own crush of my own age. That age, I had my own crush. It was not a an older male. So yeah. I, I was okay. And that's, that's probably why I was okay and wasn't looking elsewhere. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like I said, that's what, that's one of those things. I, I mean, I understand it because it happens. Yeah. No, granted, like at that age, I did have like crushes on celebrities and yeah, everything. It's all innocent. You know but, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's young, cute, kid now if it was like a 15 year old someone in like their early teens that had a crush like then it i feel like it tends to be a little bit weirder and Mm -hmm. it it happens yeah i knew that that he was gonna at one point come out and say hey i'm married or i'm engaged i have a girlfriend and so i was waiting for that and for them to drop it the day of the funeral i was like oh where the hell has this lady been the rest of the, the movie right yeah that's a gut punch for her i was like what the hell like has she been like hiding in the back room waiting for that that perfect gut punch but god yeah i was i was like ooh, yeah oh yeah she's already at her lowest and now brought even lower and Mm -hmm. just feels even more isolated and and not having anything did you think that her dad and jamie's character did you feel like they 
had a good sort of relationship like they had a good connection did you like them together i did the only thing for me i think it kind of felt like it went a little too fast especially for the 70s yeah that's true so i feel like now it's common to see mm-hmm. people meet somebody then a couple months later be engaged or something mm-hmm. like that but back in the 70s i don't feel like that was as common I'm, i could be completely wrong i wasn't a- alive then so right. i i really don't know and we don't really know the the exact time span, but it was over the summer, so it definitely wasn't any more than two months. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of was just like, because eh, they were like, oh, we're gonna get married before the end of the summer. <laughs> Y'all met right after summer started. <laughs> what does summer start in like April, and then end in September? Even still, though, I mean. That part I didn't care for. And then how it was announced to Veda. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. that's a nice ring. Well, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. You could tell she already was not. And I understand it. Like her dad hadn't been with anyone since her mom passed. And she felt, you know, super guilty for her mom's death and thought she was responsible. And so I can only imagine... I mean, I can't really imagine being in that position. That's never happened to me before, but you can only imagine what it would be like at that age, seeing your father with some woman and it's moving like super quickly. That's got to be hard. Agreed. That would be, and especially at that age mm-hmm. too. I, I think it would be one thing if it was kind of a younger age where you're not really understanding things exactly. exactly. or at an older age where your focus is more on your own life, like even Mm -hmm. just mid to late teens. Right. But at that That age, age. 11 and a half or whatever she was, Mm -hmm. that is such a developmental stage for a female. Right. Which we saw, you know, she was going through some shit. Yeah. What, uh, what was she saying? It was, Hemorrhoid? She was hemorrhaging. She hemorrhaging? was hemorrhaging, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, that's a new one. She's very creative. <laughs> yeah. I, I do give her props for that. Like, definitely would be a writer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of that, in the creative writing class, when they do mm. the circle, Oh yeah, and everything. Her mom, the actress's mom, is actually got a small cameo. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cute. It's when the teacher is saying, I don't remember the characters' names, but I'm just gonna throw out names here. Like (laughs) Bob and Jill are gonna lead us in this um, meditate, this circle or whatever. Oh yeah. And then it pans to somebody to a female, and she's like, "Oh, this is exciting," or something like that. Aww. That's the girl who played Veda's mom. That's sweet. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's nice that they yeah. threw that Let in there. Going. Yeah. Aw. Now, we're going to, I'm going to get a little morbid here, but. Did, I mean, it's a morbid movie, but. It is. <laughs> so did you ever deal with death at a young age? Like in that kind of age range, like preteens or anything like that? Did you ever deal with death to where you went to a 
a wake or a funeral or anything like that? So the only death that I can remember at a younger age it was my grandfather. He was, mm-hmm. but he was, he was like a step grandfather, I guess that's how you call it when they remarry. Yeah. That happened when I was probably around, I think, the same age as Veda. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I remember too much about it. I don't, I don't think it really resonated with me like too much of what was happening. Like I knew he had passed and I knew like everyone was sad and I was sad because I, you know, really liked him type of thing. But outside of that, I haven't, I thankfully hadn't had any other encounters with death until I was much older. So he was close to me, but not in a way where I feel like it affected me how it Thomas J's death affected Veda. Mm-hmm. How about you? I unfortunately did. I did deal with some deaths early on, actually kind of about the same age as Veda. Mm. Some friends had passed that, that were younger. So that and then not even like two years later, my dad's adopted father passed. Mm. And so that was hard going through what felt like multiples within such a short time Mm. frame and the first ones were young like they were Mm. high school middle school friends and so uh that was different because it was like my my grand grandfather i mean he was 70s or something like that so he had lived a a long life and everything i just remember i don't know about you but like her going up to Thomas J's character and like grabbing a hold of him and everything. I remember at that age when I'd go to when I went to those wakes, I was terrified to touch their bodies mm. and everything. I think it sounds horrible, but I think it had to do with probably like goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark episode? <laughs> Yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) Which I wasn't usually allowed to watch. I wasn't supposed to watch when I would because I watched those at like five and six, I think. Or just watching some of those scary movies and like the The dead people. Like, like, I think I might have had recently just seen Sixth Sense (laughs) and everything. And so that too, even as an adult, I have had difficulties like when going up to awake and mm. the, and seeing whoever only just the last couple have I been able to like give my final kisses goodbye mm. and everything but it's hard yeah I think it I've yeah I, it is hard I never really been to I don't really think my grandfather had like that type of um service I know that my cousin had passed and they did a wake like that, you know, where open casket type thing. And I attended, but I did not go and, you know, view it or anything. I just, mm-hmm. I just, uh, I'm not about that. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like if it were like super close family, like I would, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I think it would be really hard. And I, I just, it's not something I care to do. I I don't like death. I know it's yeah. part of life and it sucks, but it's just not an experience that's anybody wants to have to go through. 
Yeah. I do give um, the actress major props Mm -hmm. for that scene. Yeah. I think especially at the young age, having to put so much emotion into it and Mm -hmm. make it come across realistically. Right. Like you felt for her. You really felt for her. Yeah. That that scene always gets me, even though, like I said, I know what's going to happen. You know, I know what's going to be said, but every time I rewatch it, it just... It's like, oh my gosh, where are his glasses? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. so sad. Like, he the, can't just see the without way... glasses. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, it's, oh, it's awful. And just, I couldn't even imagine growing up in a funeral home like that. Yeah, I was going to ask what your th- thoughts would be if you were to grow up in one. Would you ever want to grow up in one? Hail to the no. No, exactly. <laughs> I... Oh, we've talked about this before. Like, you and I, like, I watch too many freaking scary movies and, like, haunting movies and everything. Mm. I would not get a second of sleep in those. I would be, like, hearing things even if they weren't there Mm -hmm. and seeing things because my my mind would just go... Exactly. Everywhere. Paranoid. And... Percent. (laughs) I'd probably... Like, I'd want to have animals to be able to, like, tell if it was actually spirits or anything, mm. since they're a little bit more attuned. Mm-hmm. But then they'd probably, like, be freaking out, too, because there's <laughs> so much negative energy, I guess, would be the mm-hmm. best way to put it. It's kind of odd that they, I don't, I don't know if it's a thing, but just the fact that they lived where they worked. Like, why do they live there? Like, why don't they have a separate business so for it used to be for funeral homes that's how it used to be really yeah and it there's still something where it is still like that where they the homes are just it's that's why it's called a funeral home i don't know if it was mainly because of just making sure of everything was taken care of being able to at any time if there was like late night accidents or something like that where they could still work i guess at all hours yeah i'm sure it keeps the cost of living down too you know you don't have to have two separate places running so i mean i'm sure back then it just made more sense and and maybe it was a house first and then they decided to open up the funeral thing and they had enough space in the house Mm -hmm. to accommodate that or something maybe yeah i think in a sense it's kind of like just how a lot of shops have apartments above them Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah i know that it was a big thing the funeral homes were true homes for people i mean yeah if that's your life and you enjoy that then i mean okay like who cares like whatever but i feel like raising a kid in that environment is what's i feel like uh, that's not the best thing for her she already lost her mom now she's in this funeral home where all she sees and knows is death so -hmm. of course she's a hypochondriac and and everything that she can imagine she learns from the people that have come in dead like i I mean yeah it, it it all makes sense and it but mentally that has to be really challenging growing up with that for sure yeah what was your reaction when you were re-watching this to when grandma bursts into a current funeral and breaks out in song 
Oh, sweet grandma. She just wanted to sing her song for somebody. I mean, just let her sing. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh my gosh, this is too much. It's like one of those things where like somebody, a uh, hotel having... 10 different convention centers or convention <laughs> rooms and somebody like busting into i think there was actually a movie with it where like there was a hotel with like multiple like wedding venues oh, and somebody's yes. trying to stop a wedding and they burst mm, into they the, wrong the wrong one, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop <laughs> i object uh, oh wrong people never mind <laughs> never mind <Carry> on. <laughs> but it killed me where how her dad was like your one job yeah. is to watch her and she's That's awful. She, yeah why does she have to yeah she shouldn't have to because you're off with your new girlfriend like come yeah. on no yeah i didn't like that that was yeah and and i'm sure his dad was, struggles a lot but i did feel like i want like you almost wonder if she acted out a lot of the time in the way she did because her dad almost didn't pay that much attention to her you know what i mean like he's so focused on his on his dead people that he didn't know how to interact with the live people he had in front of him we we obviously saw that with his beginning interactions with jamie's character mm -hmm. but i think that's also why she gravitated towards the teacher because he listened to her he gave her Oh, yeah. Feedback and everything. And so it mm -hmm. kind of, I feel like he represented the father figure that she wished she had. Right. And that's right. why she was drawn to him in that way. And of course, she doesn't know how to articulate her feelings of what mm -hmm. she's truly feeling. And so she's thinking it's love of, I'm going to marry you. But yes. really, it's the, I haven't a father who's there but not there and mm -hmm. you're filling that void in my life and so that's why i love you yeah that's a valid point yeah that makes a lot more sense as to why all of that happened and i'm curious as to if the sequel takes their relationship that father-daughter relationship a step ahead and they maybe are more bonded and maybe they're if not, they should have done that. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that maybe that was sort of developed because they're both great characters and great actors. And I would like to have seen them be a bit more loving towards each other. Yeah, for sure. Now, we all know Macaulay Culkin did other things. Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd. Mm -hmm. What about the girl who played Veda? Anna. Mm-hmm. Did she do much else? So she did some other little things. And I, I think a lot of it was more smaller roles and some okay. indie stuff. And only just in the past few few years, I've seen her kind of pop back into the acting role. And I'm not sure if she took a little break or if she just wasn't being given, you know, a lot of roles. But like she did the show Inventing Anna. She did okay. the show Veep which t were two of shows that I really enjoyed watching. And when I, I remember when I first started watching Veep, it's it probably, I don't remember when it first came out, probably a good five years ago, maybe now. And I saw her character was like, holy crap, that's Veda from my girl. I was like, she's back. <laughs> like, it, you know, like she's so recognizable. Like she looks the same as. Really? As she's aged. Yeah, she really does. And she's like, yeah. So it was really cool to, to see her 
kind of coming back into the spotlight and getting these roles again. That's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. And I know Macaulay's kind of started to step back into the spotlight, mm-hmm. too. He did... He did American Horror Stories. He did that. He also was in a couple of episodes of, what was it, Dollface? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, because of Brenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Which, that was interesting. That was yeah. definitely... <laughs> That relationship is not one that I think anybody saw coming, no. but good for them. I mean, they've yeah. been together for a, a good amount of time mm-hmm. and everything. They have a kid, right? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, they're super cute. Yeah. I'm glad to see everybody's still going, doing doing pretty well and everything. Made career strides after this. Exactly, yeah. Because you know sometimes, especially with the, the child actors, they sort of just disappear like they have a couple roles and then they just get burned out of it or whatever happens and then you never hear from them again maybe they go on and just have like a regular career so it is it is nice when you see these child actors that sort of are able to remain stable in a sense to where they can continue on in that acting career and you know still get those roles and they're still still really good at it absolutely And you remember when you were, so you were asking me earlier about the rating of the movie, because you were kind of like, why is this only PG, right? Yes, I I was reading that too. I think probably the same thing, what you're going to say. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, because that's what I, when I was read that, I was like, huh, that's very interesting. I don't know how that works to where, like, basically the producers appealed to have it be only PG because they were pushing for whoever the higher-ups are were pushing for a PG-13 rating. Which I can definitely fucking see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the topics that were discussed in light mm-hmm. yeah. definitely was like, okay, <laughs> this is what? You're right. Then I did see that in, I think it was the UK, they had a disclaimer at the beginning of it Mm. when showing because of the uh, blood pact. Because they... Oh, yeah, that's true. They had a disclaimer telling kids disturbing to be honest yeah. like pick your gaps i'm like wait Ew. a second that, no <laughs> no and, and honestly i was like oh okay so she gives him something and that's what makes oh, that's what causes his death <laughs> like not my brain <laughs> oh my gosh so i was like okay so like then she's she already thinks she killed her mom and now she's gonna be mm. like oh my gosh i killed him by putting my blood into him by doing this blood pact and so my brain was like going a million miles that way you could almost i mean and you could almost view it as she kind of was responsible because he was going back out to find her mood ring yeah Um, fuck what (laughs) yeah now did you notice first had knocked it down there were wasps oh was it wasps there, those weren't bees to start with, Ugh, and then no. when like it was like coming after when they were starting to hoard and everything, mm-hmm. and then the death scene, that part, those were bees. But because right. like I saw, I was watching, I was like, that's not a wasp's nest, is it? I was like, fuck, I hate wasps. <laughs> those suckers don't die after they sting you, yeah. and I had bad wasp experience when I was a so child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, because wasps tend to go after you. Bees don't mm -hmm. typically will go after you, but he was sort of invading their territory and, and whatnot. So, of course, they, they did. Yeah. When I was watching that, I was like, uh, and then I was reading IMDb and that was pointed out. I was like, okay, so oh, I really? wasn't, originally I was like, mm, did I just see that incorrect? Did hmm. I just assume that it was a wasp? But then I was like, okay, I wasn't going crazy. So I wonder if they did that as like a separate shot on a different, you know, take. And then like all the other stuff was with the, with the bee person. Yeah. Hmm. That's hmm. very interesting. Yeah. So I saw the wasp. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, no, 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 don't do it. I'm like, those suckers will chase you. Don't do it. Yeah. I, ooh. Yeah. That. For someone that knows that they're allergic to so many things, like why he put himself in that position is kind of just like, uh, buddy, that was dumb. Like, come on. Yeah, because he was so worried about getting home for supper and my mom will get mad at me for this. Well, your mom's <laughs> going to get mad at you for going and putting yourself in these positions. And it's like he was just trying to win Veda over, you know, because yeah. she's like yeah they they're best friends or whatever but she always seemed to kind of put in a little jab on him and i think he just wanted to to be you know having a supportive friend and they can just do whatever and and i think he he kind of went an extra mile for that relationship more so than she did yeah i feel what do you think of their little kiss that they did though <laughs> so i find it interesting that they it took them 15 15 takes for that. It always amazes me with takes on a movie that they have to do for certain things anyways. So mm -hmm. for a simple little two second take 15 times is crazy. And that was Macaulay's first on screen kiss. Did you have a have your first kiss at that age? <laughs> no, we're not even gonna discuss what time, what age I was at that. Yeah, me neither. That. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Or not. <laughs> Definitely wasn't in the 90s. I'm, that's what all I'm saying. Yeah, well, we're not getting into that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought it was weird, I guess. I it don't know. Weird, like, yeah. <laughs> I just, maybe that's how it was back in back in the 70s when it was True, supposed to maybe. take place. That that was more common. But, like, in the 90s, I don't think a lot of the people that I grew up with had their first kiss until like junior high, middle school, high school age right. type thing. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't, I don't know, I guess there wasn't as much boy girl friendships or something mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. For me, I, my, some of my closer friends in like elementary school, I was closer with some of the boys just because of babysitting. Like I shared the same babysitter and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it was never situation where there was that it was just friendship it was never right. like let's experiment or anything like that right. there was yeah. never like, everyone's that. doing it yeah she just she just definitely was just trying to grow up too fast or i mean i don't i don't know there was just something behind it where she just felt like she had to had to do that and uh, poor Thomas just got pulled into it. He's just like, yeah. okay, close my eyes. Like, what's happening? <laughs> and what was his what was his response again? She's like, say something. And he 
what he start it was like i pledge allegiance to the flag oh something. yeah they started saying the allegiance yes yeah i was that like was oh my gosh that was cute like you rattle his <laughs> he's like i don't know <laughs> no that that part was cute i was like okay that's mm-hmm. that is such a kid thing to do like right yeah uh, uh uh i don't know yeah. <laughs> what's the first thing well you say the allegiance at school every day so that's like what pops in i guess <laughs> oh yeah well we used to i don't used think to. They do sorry anymore. i should say used to do that that was a 90s thing kids yeah pre-90s everything pre-2000 thing yeah did you do you like the the title song my girl is that something you listened to growing up talking about my girl my girl yes Ooh. And so that's why, like, I was a little surprised I hadn't actually seen the movie. Hmm. I, because what, that is like a 70s song, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it a 60s? I think it's a 70s song, but okay. it could be a 60s. I am horrible on the decades on things that came out before the 90s. <laughs> uh, 65, yeah. 65, 65, okay. I like a lot of those older songs. Mm-hmm. Like, that have yes. kind of that fun feel to it there was a song in one of the scenes that was playing in the background that i have heard recently in a commercial uh-huh. and i just thought i was like wow look at that they brought back like the commercial brought back some older song that this movie utilized i don't remember what it was called but i thought that was kind of cool and i liked the uh the doo diddy song i remember seeing mm-hmm. that as a kid myself honestly and it was just a fun little do yes i love that one that was that's a fun song yeah yeah that one all of their little songs that they broke out into were ones where i'm like oh man you're killing me with the the nostalgia on that one, on those yeah. for sure. Yeah, I did like that. Like I said, I did like the whole 70s aesthetic. I loved the way it was shot. I loved, you know, just the clothing was cool. The music that they utilized was super cool. And I'm curious as to why they chose to make it set in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't feel like yeah. there was any one thing that made it like it had to be the 70s. So... That's interesting that you say that because for me, I, with the exception of a few things here or there, I didn't actually feel like it was true 70s. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt more like, oh, it's just the 90s in a sense. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know that there are scenes, I did, I couldn't point them out to you, but people online did on posted <laughs> and everything, but there were scenes where there was make some models of cars in the background right, that were like mm-hmm. 80s and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah oh yeah different continuity years but when i think of 70s i immediately go to like the disco bell bottoms and so i was kind of i guess a little disappointed to not see as much of that in the movie as i thought it there would be fashion wise yeah, like when Jamie Lee like walked out in that denim dress in her first scene, I was like, this is screaming 70s. And I was yeah. thinking they were going to play on that more. But you're right. They really didn't too much. Like, it re- like you said, it really could have been anywhere in the 80s, anywhere in the 90s. It didn't feel super dated or like 70s-ish. 
And maybe that's why it's still, a lot of people still really enjoy it because it could be in any time, in any era. And there's still so many, there's still so many like single parent homes where it's a father with a daughter, a mother with a son, where they don't have that, the knowledge, I guess, in a sense of to help get them through stuff going on at that age mm -hmm. a young girl starting her cycle and everything a dad's not gonna know how to help get her through that necessarily i give props to all of the single parents who do work through those mm -hmm. but i guess what i'm saying is since they don't have enough to really make it feel super super 70s people can relate to it, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, that's true. Because some of those movies where it really is stuck in, like, a certain era, you can't, er, era, <laughs> you can't really look past that. So you watch the movie 40-some years later, and you just realize how stuck in that time period it is, whereas, like, this one, it like it doesn't. Like, you can watch it at any time and not not make it feel like, oh, like, oh, this is definitely a super old movie. Yeah. So I do like that about that. One thing that did kind of bring it back to the 70s, though, or kind of date it, the carnival scene. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Those bumper cars definitely were dated <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, if you still see those at carnivals today, you should probably run. Like, yeah. don't, don't go on those. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or even uh, the game where she wins the fish. Mm -hmm. like you don't they don't do those prizes anymore like that it's just the cheap stuffed animals usually true yeah i remember winning fish fish at carnivals though back in the 90s i don't know if i ever we didn't do a lot of larger carnival things like that we just had a small little carnival in my town and we didn't have like that kind of thing with actual live fish or stuff like that i mean we had like turtle races or frog races but nothing where you actually won a living breathing animal yeah I, and, if, and if they don't have that anymore i'm very thankful because i i don't like that concept anyways i think that's terrible yeah it's yeah so I, i'm i'm glad if they got rid of that for sure yeah i always feel bad with for like the fish in the bags and everything it's i don't care like how short the distance is that's like putting yourself in like a little coffin or something those fish need more room even just for a little bit of a travel yeah no i agree for sure <laughs> all right well you got any more last words for my girl well the only other thing i was gonna say that i i found out about which maybe you did too going back off of like what we were talking about before with the whole rating and like the whole okay how are they going to get people to want to come see this movie because of how it basically ends? And I guess with their marketing, they got these child psychologists involved to, to sort of release these quotes to basically ease parents' minds that this is a, this is a good movie. It's okay. It's not that bad. Like, don't worry about it. It's come to the theaters and watch it. We're psychologists. We say it's okay. Like they literally did that for their marketing and it worked. Like the movie wow. was successful. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow. 
<laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is insane because you know that like true i'm gonna say it honestly i don't see a true like child psychologist being necessarily saying that this is okay for a child's psyche to watch at a young age because it it does even as an adult watching it it kind of you're Mm -hmm. kind of like ah yeah but especially because of how the death is portrayed yes we don't see like the bees actually attacking them or anything like that but the fact that it is bees it's not like something like cancer or Mm -hmm. so a car accident or something that you don't necessarily have a lot of control over bees so many people are allergic to bees that Mm -hmm. a single sting can be deadly and it was and And so i i feel like those child psychologists (laughs) may (laughs) probably were just in it for the money like okay maybe yeah how much are you gonna pay me for telling people that this is okay to go see yeah it could have been i'm just putting it out there like it's not something that i truly in my heart believe a psychologist would be like oh yeah go take your child to a movie that (laughs) ends in death and of a child right Right. and happens to be your child's favorite actor from a different movie that's gonna traumatize them yeah and then they had that whole scene where they brought in that uh smaller like child size coffin so that i mean obviously it's a foreshadow but it is kind of you know you watch and you're like ooh, okay that's kind of but yeah yeah and and i don't know if maybe the whole psychologist thing getting them to say that maybe that worked in their favor to get that pg rating that they were going for too like like look we have all these people backing us like it's okay you know what i mean like maybe it was something like that (laughs) honestly though i am amazed at some of the things that made it as a pg movie in the 70s up to the 90s like how some things were still pg and then how some things even now are how the hell are they pg Mm -hmm. some of the innuendos that they slide through Mm. i'm like (laughs) what the flying hell as an adult watching this that's not pg right yeah i don't know either (laughs) one one last question for you did you ever have mood rings Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, that was... When did those start, like, becoming popular? Was that a big 70s thing, I think? I think so. Because my mom talked about having mood rings. Oh, really? Yeah, when I, when I first got one of my first ones, she's like, oh, I had one back in high school or whatever, junior high. I'm wondering if this... I'm wondering if this movie is what sort of made them become popular again because I know that they were they were a big bigger thing in the 90s. I know my sister had one. I may or may not have had one or just taken hers, I'm not sure, but I, I do so remember many. them. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. Now, were they always black? Yes. <laughs> it just it, it showed my black soul. <laughs> yes, all of my mood rings always were black and it took spoiler alert for people who don't 
understand the how mm. the mood rings oh. are <laughs> it is by heat mm -hmm. and not by your mood necessarily unless well, your and mood... that's why it was blue at the end when she got it back mm -hmm. because it'd been on him yeah and everything Ooh. yeah which and they try to play it off like oh she's happy now yeah no no <laughs> that's no. so awful that is horrendous but yeah. yeah no i i loved my mood rings like i had yeah. like a mood, mood ring thumb like a thumb ring mm. i had a couple of just regular ones but that would always be something at, at, at like any of those carnivals or anything if oh or, yeah like arcades those were always oh, yeah, like you could like win them you could get yeah. prizes yeah mm-hmm I'd get so many, but they only lasted so long because they were always cheap and turned your fingers. Exactly. Yeah, they did. <laughs> didn't you get, when we went to that festival recently, did, didn't did you get like a mood pencil or something? I think so. Did, to be honest. Have you tried them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Simply because it's been so crazy and everything. And I only literally just refound the bag. You got to try the pencil. I'm curious as to yeah what it does absolutely as long as i don't have to sharpen it i don't have mm, a pencil sharpener that's true i don't even know if they make those mm. anymore i mean all you have to do is use like an eyeliner sharper they work i don't that. have any i don't so, so <laughs> well. i always get the ones that you can just twist yeah i know i love those better I yeah i don't like <laughs> I having i hate that the pencil shavings and everything mm-hmm Mm. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they still sell mood rings or not. If they're, I wonder because you know the '90s are kind of coming back. I wonder if if those are coming back with them or not. I mean, I know they're not a night like a from mm -hmm. the '90s per se, but I think they probably do. I'm sure like Walmart or Target still has them. The only question is, did they up their game and actually make them ones that aren't going to turn your finger green? I'm gonna have to look into those and see if I can find like a decent one to see yeah. what they've got out there. Cause I'd be curious. Yeah, I would like to too. Cause I if I can find a cute one. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say one thing that the movie was missing was animals, but then I remember that they had the terrible fish scene, and I really wish that they would have just not have had any animals at all in the film. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about? And she's like, is it dead? And he's like, no, it's fine. It swam away. And he's, I'm like, like, no. No. That... Like, terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so, like, I can't, like, that's so sad. Like, no. Yeah. Why were you hooking it up anyways? And then. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, it was, it had some really, like, cute, funny bits. But it definitely was loaded in a lot of very emotional like heavy hitting scenes that yeah just uh, yeah i just i don't know how as a kid anyone could really watch that and be like oh my gosh mom that was my favorite movie let's watch it again you know what i'm saying like it just yeah. doesn't seem like that's how it would have went when you were younger so i'm very curious as to as to the reactions of actual kids that saw it during that time that it came out and not later on in their life yeah that would be definitely a talking point because like you said i i don't see redeeming qualities to bring up to counteract 
Mm -hmm. the finale right and everything like it's not something like that we dealt with that death early on and so Mm -hmm. then they were able to grow and progress it was just very very much that was the finale of the movie and then you just kind of had things wrapping up kind of yeah tying with a bow of hey people are moving on (laughs) but you don't get too much of a a backs of no a backstory on how really they progress so yeah no it's it's definitely not a light movie it's you kind of have to go into it expecting like okay some shit's gonna happen like there's some darker heavier conversations you know just a lot of a lot of death i mean from from the beginning it's just a lot of death Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah i i'm not really sure what the appeal was for my sister and why she enjoyed the movie so much but i don't know i'd be curious to know the answer to that and i'd be curious to know anybody else who is listening that really enjoyed the movie and like maybe it impacted their life in some way or it really sort of reflected your childhood and i'm curious as to that so let us know kind of your thoughts on the movie and and what you thought of it either watching it as a kid when it came out or later on as an adult i'd be very interested to know definitely and also for those who want to revisit it it is on Mm -hmm. netflix Mm -hmm. right yeah netflix it's out there on the streamings so definitely can check it out we gave you the we gave you the disclaimer here at 90s noise so it's it's at your own risk when you watch it (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) make sure to like subscribe comment and we will be back next week with another episode of 90s noise let us know if you have any suggestions on something you'd like for us to watch in general from the 90s whether it be a show a movie or some music let us know and we will touch on that for sure so yay all right well peace out everyone peace